Is there I middle ground? I see where you're going. Keith? I mean, it could go either way. Like, what I'm saying, I mean, do you think... Okay, so let me ask this. I don't should, think there's any middle ground. Should there be any middle ground? Should should there be people who step back and say, hey, wait a minute. What if everything they put out since this happened, should we step back and look at the numbers objectively with other deaths that happened, that are still happening? Mm-hmm. Should we compare numbers... Yeah, I don't know. I might be I laughing think, at the conspiracy theorists too early, but I mean, what's what's to win here? What's if you have stock and medical supplies? I don't know. What, where's the money go? Like, I, what's the benefit? So, like, who's point, winning here? My point was to that is that yeah. people have stopped believing in the whole war on terror. We're not chasing boogeymen anymore, are we? Right. I think people. I think oh, terrorists are too afraid to come out. Gumby. Do, do oh, Gumby. Collectively in America, do we need a new boogeyman? I'm just throwing that out there. Oh, it might be the twelve percent speaking. Speaking I don't from the know. soul. I want to hear Keith first before I say anything. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I was just gonna. I don't. I don't know which side is. I mean, the war on terror. There was a, a side that was very clearly categorized. This is the right side, and you better not step away from the orthodoxy. But we have a bunch of folks, you know, kind of backed by science and numbers, and then we have. Uh, an administration that's really basically de facto promoting conspiracy theories or at least aiding and abetting people who do. So it's like two sides just talking really loudly. Like it's two orthodoxies coming head to head. I mean, I it's can't weird. wait to be involved in money right. so much. I just say anything. I mean, and I would say that, money. but what I'm, what I'm <laughs> offering and, and hoping is that, is there a middle ground? Is there any voice in Congress like in 9-11 before we decided just to go to war and invade Afghanistan after 9-11, right? Because we didn't invade Saudi Arabia after 9-11 happened, right? Did we invade? We didn't invade Saudi Arabia. No, I can't no we, went to, we went to Afghanistan I'm first. trying to remember. <laughs> no, I, I pretty much know that for a fact. Well, we I don't remember was in Afghanistan. We went to Afghanistan first. Why? I'm not sure, because like at 11 out of the 19 terrorists were supposedly from Saudi Arabia, from what the narrative told us, the official story. Oh, boy. But anyways, we went to Afghanistan. Oh, boy. You bring up one of my favorite points. Don't keep, even bring it up. Going. But my point is, is that... <laughs> you guys there... are about to hear me and Juice argue like you've never heard me and Juice argue. Let's do it. Let's do <laughs> it. Actually, I wouldn't say like we've never argued before, because we had this argument, I'd say, once every I six months. What I'm... <laughs> What I'm hoping is that the middle ground is, is saying in this type of situation or 9-11 or any situation that may happen in the future of America, maybe, right? <laughs> Anyways, is that some people in Congress, some of our leaders in Congress, some of the people that we blindly put our hope in in Congress will step back mm-hmm. and say, can we look at the numbers objectively before we decide to make policy for the whole United States that affect the whole world? I see, that, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Did we get that? We're not getting that because I thought, the, I thought both left. And there's right like kind of... there's like the government and there's Trump. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have that. I think we had maybe one in terms of 9/11. We had one or two Congress people in the House and in the Senate that voted against just going to war. Right. Everyone just got up and went, "Yeah, no, we got to get the terrorists." Right. That was yeah. pretty cool. We right. did. We yeah. did. We did it. Yeah, right? we did. We did. Right. My right. my my only problem with that is that we didn't did go we? after the right people. Mer- you're damn right. America did. 
Okay, so here's to that America. Cheers to America. My problem, my problem with this is that we outlaw all the people that aren't Juice's attacking us. Juice's problem with this is that right? 9-11 was so, a conspiracy is what Juice thinks. No! Again, I <laughs> I am not saying... Juice's problem with all this is that 9-11 was a conspiracy, so he has not believed a word. Okay, <gasps> so here's what I believe. So so that Keith... <laughs> I broke that down. Let me feel... Let me <laughs> feel... Like waiting for let me feel Keith in. Let me fill Keith in. This so, is new to me. Let me fill Keith in. So, I don't believe that it was an internal conspiracy. Okay. Nine eleven. Right. Okay. I believe that there were people internally who assisted with it. Okay. But I don't believe it was a government conspiracy. I believe that we had people internally that assisted with it. But I believe ultimately. It was a a, a a terrorist agency that performed it. What do you mean by assisted? That's pretty controversial. So I believe that there were people <laughs> Go internally. on, Juice. Go so, on. For, for example, for example, for example, they have they have architects that have shown that it looks like there actually were internal explosives in the building. Now that being said. I don't believe the government wasn't involved. I believe that somebody allowed somebody to put explosives internally in the buildings. Okay. Now, place. what I'm saying is I think – now, that could have been anybody from – I'm going to just throw it out there. Let's say a cleaning person cleans there every night. And let's, or and let's say – let me finish. A Comcast let cable me, guy. <laughs> let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> let's say – let's say – Let's say that this cleaning guy. He's trying to clear his name first. Let's say. He's like, you know. Let's not say. Spectrum, not Spectrum. Where were you at 9 11, Juice? Like the say, week before he's got plane tickets, he's got I don't work in, like, I don't work in New York. Okay. And let's say that the cleaning person has a child that has cancer, and somebody comes to you and says, hey, we're going to finance you know, your child getting chemotherapy. We just need to put these brand new cleaners. On these certain shelves, on these certain closets, on these certain floors, okay? So I don't think it was our government. I do think so that something happened internally, but I don't think it was our government. So I do believe that there was somebody inside, but I don't think our government had anything to do with that attack. Does that, does that help? Yeah, I think that's also uh, the um, story to one of the recent Star Trek films, right? It's a cure for his daughter, and he has, he blows up like second one. It's the very beginning. So I'm trying to think. First of all, let me apologize for even going back to 9/11. Okay, we weren't. Even, <laughs> we really weren't. So what, what only, are we even talking about? I, only meant, I didn't even mean to put you on spot. The only meant to bring that up is because there was a paper written to the T. Uh, some could say prophesying. What happened on 9-11. Right. Like you said versus Bush with the whole uh, pandemic thing. Okay. There always seems to be something like that. In my case in point. Yeah. Event 201. Anybody ever hear of it? No. I have not. Google it right now. Google it right now. Google it. Does so. that, is that going to put me on a list? <laughs> Google it. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're on a list, right? Oh, great. Okay, government's going to put me on the NSA's top wanted list right now. Event Event 201. Just Google it. Oh, great. We had PNAC that prophesied 9-11, right? We had Bush's paper that... 
If Google's listening, is, this is this is against my will. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so this is like the the exercise. The, this is like the pandemic exercise you were talking about a while back, like where they simulated a pandemic or something. Exactly, but not just any pandemic. Which pandemic? A coronavirus. There you go. Okay. Okay. So. But I mean, it does I'm not saying it's prophesying, but it, not like I'm it, not saying Bush didn't prophesy yeah. the pandemic or not that I'm not saying Pearl and all of his people in Washington prophesied 9-11. I'm just saying how many coincidences do we need as Americans to say, wow, but I mean, this makes there's just a lot of coincidences. It, Is that OK to say it makes sense, though? I mean, if you think about it, we got great planners. <laughs> no. What I'm saying is <laughs> people have been predicting this, even Bush. Not a scientist, all right? Even Bush predicted that this was going, that a pandemic was going to happen. Hey, I'm okay. And 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 recently, somebody uh, who was, I think it was Trevor Noah, recently had Gates on his show and said, "Hey, didn't you predict this back at this event?" And I didn't realize you were talking about this one. Yeah. But and and Gates said, "Yes, I completely agree. I knew a pandemic was coming." Of course he did. So. Yeah, this mean, goes back sponsor to two, who sponsored two hundred one since you brought up Gates. <laughs> oh, and it's it was, but but this is every hundred years now. Now, just to point this out, approximately every hundred years there is a pandemic. I posted, by the way, if you go to our awesome awesome Instagram feed, I post all kinds of sweet memes. I posted one today. With Albert Einstein, because the man's a freaking genius. I love Einstein, and <laughs> and um, and uh, I, I posted in there that pandemics happen every one hundred years. All right, that means that the Earth sees us as a virus, and the virus is the antivirus to what we're doing. <laughs> so <laughs> it builds an the antivirus. The, the virus itself is an antibody to humans. Because we harm the planet. And when we are harming the planet, it's kind of like the old Godzilla movies, right? What happens in the old Godzilla movies? We are destroying the planet and Godzilla steps up and wipes us, what, at least about a third of us out, right? Why? Because we are doing harm to our natural environment. And we're going to destroy the whole thing if we're not put in check. Yeah. And so what happens is every hundred years, all throughout written history... There's a pandemic. So coronavirus is actually Thanos. The coronavirus <laughs> is the Earth's antibody. Is Thanos destroying half the planet? I'm just so saying. It's getting it, – my point is that is that um, I'm not saying Bill Gates is behind it or I'm not saying the Bush is behind the pandemic. Are we talking about conspiracies? Whatever. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is it okay to, to say that, wow, that's coincidental? So can I talk about these coincidences real quick? Forecasted or not. People know. saw it coming. I got People saw it coming. <laughs> Keith, go ahead. I got something here. All right, all right. So we know how like fortune tellers or tarot card readers or horoscopes work, right? They say something like pretty generic that's pretty intuitive that resonates with a lot of people. Like if your horoscope says you're going to meet someone very important and you meet anybody that week, you're going to think that person's very important, okay? So, thinking back to pandemic exercises, I'm Bush a Gemini, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
And thinking back to the, to the the book I was talking about, the the Fifth Risk by Michael Lewis. So we pay people billions and billions of dollars to, in depth as their full time job, consider the worst case scenario in areas of health, agriculture, nuclear stuff, war, famine, whatever. So we 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 have tons of people thinking about what's the worst that can happen and how do we mitigate it, weather, um, and I mean. The book that Bush read was no crap about an actual pandemic that spread the exact same way. And when we think about, say, coronaviruses, coronaviruses are like the most common infectious viruses in the world, like that class of virus. I mean, the common cold is a coronavirus. So the reason it seems so coincidental is because if you have enough people thinking about it for a long enough time, it's actually entirely obvious. And as a collective society, we looked stupid that we didn't prepare more for it. Mm. Yeah, I agree. So generally speaking, then, out of us four, or people in our sphere, how many of us knew about 201, even 201? I don't know about it. But nobody's paying any money to know about it. There's somebody getting paid $150,000 a year to think about that stuff. We, so, exactly. Through the you know, even like 9-11, we, we had preparations for that, right? We just didn't know about it until after the fact that the same scenario happened. Yeah, but people do predict these things. Yeah, no, and, true, and, no, and true. Mathematically, these things are going to happen. Again, every 100 years, there is a pandemic. I, I mean, know. I'm nervous because uh, my buddy is working on a new like Alzheimer's medication, and they keep testing it on monkeys. Mm -hmm. And as a result, the monkeys are actually getting smarter. See? <laughs> and I keep telling them to stop. <laughs> They just go. keep doing it to more monkeys. And I just feel like these monkeys are going to take over the world one day. Didn't we think about that previously? Hold on. Oh, wait. never mind. That's just Planet of the Apes. Sorry. <laughs> that was on HBO. <laughs> so. So we predict these things, and they can take place because, and I'll say it over and over again, sci-fi Sci-fi isn't just science fiction. I swear fiction. to God, if there's some idiot is testing Alzheimer's medication on a monkey right now, he's an idiot. Again, but that's a good point to bring up, though. Sci-fi predicts what's going to happen. It so really can, does. Can some people profit from, from these predictions before they happen and and as they happen? To that's a what I'm saying. Who's profiting point. off of this? That's why I don't think it's conspiracy. Okay, so 9-11. Did anyone profit from the buildings going down? Um, you could say we went to war and so... Uh, not even that. Not even that. Just in New York. We'll, we'll... Mm, no. No? Not New York, No. So when the buildings went down, did somebody own World Trade Center to own the lease? Yes, and they had insurance, and then they got a new building out of it. Oh, so you're saying it could have been the owner? <laughs> so what I'm saying is that so he was a slumlord. <laughs> somebody profited from it, right? I guess he got a new building out of it. Where was he? He was probably in Hawaii. He did. Did they build a memorial out of it? So. Then they got a new building. The Ground memorial. Zero Memorial. With the pandemic happening, could anyone profit from it? Certain centers already have. They've trade. They've done insider trading on it. Insider trading. I was okay. hearing. Can I, anyone? Can anyone profit from uh, vaccines? To a degree, yes. But to a degree, yeah. billions of degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people always can. Yeah. Okay. So, at what point do we just not say anymore that you know what? People profit from this stuff. Why but, is that wrong to say? But, Why is it easier for us to accept so, something that is so huge and so big 
but to question any part of it that makes us look here's bad. here's my problem here's my problem with this that. my problem with this is that the history of pandemics not go, just pandemics it, but it is it is the history of pandemics well 9-11 9-11 was a pandemic of the terrorist but that's not a pandemic <laughs> yeah but i mean it's still like it was gummy's getting yeah. that it's totally yeah but worldwide but since written Something history collectively puts us in fear and hysteria yeah and i understand 19 did that to us yeah no it different did. than the terrorists it did yeah but but pandemics go back to written history we're talking about the time of egypt i like where the time Gumby's of going egypt no we're talking about if we go back to written history every hundred years since actually sumeria every hundred years we have a pandemic there was no market Nobody profited when a hundred thousand people in Sumeria died because it killed the market. So if you go back to written history, all the way back to ancient times, every hundred years is a pandemic. And for most of that time, nobody profited. Do you think anybody made money off the Titanic sinking? Probably. That was modern history. It's probably, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, there's probably like, insurance on it. There's man, probably like, insurance on it. <laughs> to argue your point... Money is just, just a means to control, is it not? I mean, yeah, but so, money in is modern just, times. Yes, in modern times. Yeah. And today, it's means to control. Yeah. Money is, is to control. Yeah. For us, just to us in our own home, it's to control us having lights, to it having does, food, it does. to having X, Y, Z. It does. It's it means does. I like to control. Gumpy's turning me into a conspiracy know, theorist I right know, now. I know. Like I know. My, my point is, is that... And I have... I have to agree because my company just gave me a nice raise. All throughout <laughs> history. Nice work, bro. What I'm saying is... Everybody is that, needs internet. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that there is or could be incentive to control large swaths of people. To control. Yeah. You, know what, you think mean? they just want us at home, though? If, if Ooh, we stay home too the long... The government, I don't know. No the people market. in control. The Illuminati. I, I mean, stay, I love today... Listen... We are so off the rails. It's called the Bilderberg Group. And I group. love it. It's not the Illuminati. It's called the Bilderberg Group. So The Bilderberg Group? Yeah. The, the, the Illuminati is a red herring. Illuminati is a red herring. Yeah. The actual Illuminati is called the Bilderberg Group. Wait a minute. Jay-Z is in the Illuminati. We are going to talk that. <laughs> yeah. We will talk about that in a future episode. He's talking episode. about the Illuminati. Okay. Like, he, we <laughs> so, all know it's the lizard people. Hold on. Hold on. Everyone, hold on. Everyone knows. We will talk lizard. about this because we have to cover this because, number one, we're called Bible over Bruce and a lot of freaking conspiracy theorists are evangelical. So we're going to do a whole episode on the Illuminati and the Bilderberg group. That's coming up. All right. So, do you think religion is just an opportunity to control? That was a cheap elbow to me. It was a cheap elbow, but I mean, could you say yeah. we will do it. Religion? We will do it. Don't you think religion is just an opportunity to control people? Absolutely not. Why not? Because it goes back before anybody could profit it's from it. It's making you obey the rules. I would have to argue and agree with George. It you doesn't would. have an element of you control. Would. What do you mean, Juice? It's literally controlling everything about your life. No. Yes, it does. No. It is it. a guideline of your life, Juice. You fall in line so, with these rules. Here's the deal. I happen to believe there is a common thread because the start of this had nothing to do with religion. It was martial arts. Martial arts literally saved my life, and the philosophy of martial arts, martial arts. saved my life. Okay. And I, at the time, was agnostic. I was not a believer. I was not Christian. Okay? So that saved my life. But I can those morals are applicable in religion, in martial arts, and 
among common man. Philosophically, those morals are also embedded inside of us. That tells me that we have a common thread. So, <laughs> and that tells me that there is something that goes beyond culture. What do you do every Sunday, Juice? That goes beyond culture. What do you do every Sunday, Juice? That goes days, beyond culture. <laughs> I sit at watch home watch watch things on TV because I, we are in a pandemic. <laughs> so you literally don't think that uh, um, religion is, is, you think, by no means an opportunity to control people? No, I believe it, it brings us in harmony okay. with the creator. I see what you mean. Could religion... Be used to control people Absolutely. in an improper Absolutely. way. Absolutely. My point exactly in terms of me being called a conspiracy theorist. Can governments be used with people, people being used to control people? Yes. And being used to control, uh, I don't want to say evil agendas, but agendas that make certain people profit. Absolutely. Okay. Now, here's the... Let me Wait, people are making money off of religion? Okay, before before we progress. Oh, before we progress. <laughs> Wait a second. Before we progress. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop. I'm going to stop you right there because I'm going to bring some enlightenment to us through Maui Brewing Company. Been there. <laughs> this is, this is the Coconut Haiwa Porter, a robust dark ale with hand-toasted coconut and hints of mocha, crafted with passion from the heart of paradise. We are an innovative and independent brewer. Welcoming to the Ohana. This is out of Hawaii itself, my friends. Crack it. Keith, Keith I'm sorry, brother. I would have brought you some, but I picked this up early this morning, man. I was going to say, could you run that over right now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Ooh, that's a good this floral is coconut, nose. Right? This is completely new to I me, I can man. smell it. working, guys. <laughs> I can smell the coconut. That's delicious. I'm trying to sniff my monitor. It ain't working. That is not bad at all. <laughs> Keith, there's a green Keith, sea turtle on it. Keith, you and I have to get together and create the scratch and sniff computer screen. <laughs> I'm just going to go to the guys, so I just at least get the alcohol content. <laughs> well, we covered the conspiracy tonight, so we don't okay, have to do so the opposite of that. It is <laughs> – I like it. The coconut – is right off the top. Definitely a dark porter. Not coconut. too bad. It's really, it's like a really dark amber. Um, but it's smooth. I can definitely taste the cocoa in it as well. I like it. This is really good. Maui Brewing, ah, Maui Brewing Company. Very good. It's actually a bit think after the, uh, the 12%. I agree. <laughs> I agree. This is so... This is the perfect the perfect segue because I do love Masthead. Masthead, this was an amazing tiramisu underverse, amazing, but it's fun to have the Maui brewing lighten the mood. So it is a good back to back. Yeah. Do you think I could approximate it if I just like stuff my mouth full of like those coconut flakes for baking and then like down an Addy Light? That might not be bad. Yeah. Let's try that. Yeah. So, all right. So, guys, on the Yogi uh, Close, Keith, on the Maui Brewing Co. can, uh, if you notice, there is a turtle, and so the turtle has um, is a symbol for Hawaii. Um, it's the green sea turtle. Nice. Um, it symbolizes good luck, endurance, and long life. Um, turtles show up as a person's guardian spirit. 
known as the Amuka or Amukawa. Oh, there you go. Um, when lost, turtles are excellent navigators and often find their way home. But uh, that's one of my favorite things. I could show you all the videos, but yeah, if you ever go to Hawaii, watch this. grab a snorkel and swim with if turtles. If you are one, our, so, one of our premium members, I'm going to show you this can right now. If you look, the coordinates to the brewery are actually on the can. Look at that right there. If you look at that, the latitude and the longitude are on the can. It's pretty sweet. Wow. Kui, I don't know if I'm saying that right. I would ask George. George has been there. So ask George. What are we asking? The coordinates? How to pronounce it. Yeah, how to pronounce it. Where are we reading? You know what? It is tough. We're reading the can. You do get the hang of it. Come on, George. You can do it. We have faith in you. We have faith. I would, I bet, I, I would, uh, if I had to guess, I would guess it was Kaihi. Kaihi. Okay, so coordinate George is Kaihi. If we screwed that up, it's his fault. <laughs> gotcha. So, excellent. Now, so where, we, where were I, we? I am going to counter this. All right. <laughs> I am going to take. Before you go. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You don't realize how strong that is till you actually have this. That is true. As sweet as that is. Yeah. I didn't realize how strong it is. It's incredibly strong. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. But this feels again, light. Masthead, it's amazing. Yeah. Now, but here's why I like Masthead's Masthead's brews because I could drink one of these, and this would be the only pint I would need all night long. Yeah, you're right. So I could drink one pint of Masthead. That's a lot of beer there, though, man. But it's heavy. only one pint. Heavy. A lot of the beer drinkers I know will drink a six pack before they go to bed. <sighs> One pint, and and that's it. That's it all night long. And that's considering, you know, that your calories are fairly low for one, right? And you can relax to one pint and go to bed. And one pint is the recommended dose by the FDA and by all the different, um, you know, groups in the United States, right? So <laughs> one pint is, rec- is the recommended dosage. So... This explains so, why I'm about to brew a pot of coffee here. Stay up. <laughs> so, so masthead hats off because that's all I would need all night. Um, again, though, it's a nice refresher to have this coconut. Hiwa, hi, hi, hiya, coconut. Oh, hiwa, hiwa. Okay. Yeah, okay. So, in terms of price, to put this in, in perspective, four of these were ten bucks. Okay. Uh, which is a really good price. Yep. Two of these, twenty bucks. Oh, really? Yeah. Woo, wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really enjoy them. Though. Yeah, I really, I really, feel, really, really, really enjoy them. I feel bad. I only drink half of one. Now you I better finish like, that. I will drink it if you don't. I'm yeah, you I didn't touch my mouth and touch it. Don't <laughs> or not. I don't care. <laughs> so I'll risk COVID for that. Bring it over. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the upside to this. We keep talking about the downside of conspiracy theory. All the evils of humanity. All the conspiracy theory. All the evils of humanity. But there was an upside to the coronavirus. All right. Oh, boy. I pulled this from sfchronicle.com. Okay, that's for San Francisco. Uh, So when you look out the crystal blue skies over California, it doesn't look like a deadly pandemic. In fact, the Bay Area is basking in its cleanest air in months, if not years. And we're not alone. Satellite photos of China show an unprecedented drop in pollution. Mm. 
Worldwide greenhouse gas emissions are falling, and even the planet's rivers and bays are cleaning up, including the famously murky canals of Venice. At a huge cost to the global economy, Earth is getting a rare gulp of fresh air as society shuts down in the face of the coronavirus outbreak. It's an environmental boon that decades of green activism could not achieve. The improvement isn't likely to last, however. Once Once the world comes roaring back to life, so too will the ecological carnage. Or will it? Environmental experts say that cleaner days could lie ahead. That is, if we permanently adopt some of the climate-friendly practices we've accidentally embraced during the shutdown. Working remotely being just one, and if federal stimulus money can be steered toward greenhouse infrastructure, quote, in many ways we don't want to live the way we're living now. But perhaps some good will come of this, said Robert Jackson, a professor of Earth System Science at Stanford University. If the coronavirus helps transform our consumption and our energy supply, it could have lasting effects, end quote. The mass is now working from home, clocking in on laptops and using video conferencing apps instead of driving to work or flying to a convention is the most apparent and perhaps most Earth-friendly shift in societal behavior recently. It's something that workers and their bosses are learning is not too difficult and might continue after the pandemic is long gone, say Jackson and others. Same goes for telemedicine and teleeducation and other remote activities that have spiked with the outbreak. Quote, my wife's ceramics guild had their first Zoom meeting. They were surprised how nice it was, Jackson said. The virus really provides opportunity for us to rethink travel and work, end quote. Transportation is the largest driver of global warming in the United States and much of the world. So even a small contraction can have a big impact. In the Bay Area, traffic has decreased as much as 70% since stay-at-home directives were issued last month. The reduction translates to at least a 20% drop in air-choking particular matter and at least a 26% drop in heat-trapping carbon emissions, according to estimates from the local air district. Similar declines are being reported in metro areas around the globe. So, again... Godzilla stomped and made us think. <laughs> uh, see, now I do believe I think uh, some businesses and some economies that were kind of teetering on the whole like, um, you know, work from home and, you know, can you be productive from home, you know, using the computer and Internet? I, I do think this was a little push in that direction, and I think that will help. But in a good way. In a yeah, good way. Yeah. In a good way. Um, but I think when it's said and done, we will <laughs> – humans will burn <laughs> – Humans will burn this planet to the ground to make a buck. Are you saying you're a pessimist? Is that what it is? No, that I think I'm being realist. Listen, especially right now with uh, Trump as president. Listen, he appointed someone in big oil as the head of the EPA. That's real. That's I crazy know. talk, I dude. Know. That's I like know. a joke. You'd be like, <laughs> I'm going to make the head of big oil the new environmental protection or head of the environmental protection agency. We would burn this planet to a ground for a buck. So he, I think even though that's kind of a nice silver lining, um, we he, would. He also put somebody in who was part of uh, Monsanto in charge of the agriculture department. Well, what, I don't, hey, so, Paul. Man, I'm not hip to that. What's Monsanto? 
Sorry. Monsanto that, is the world's internet, I'm sorry. biggest organizer of GMO seed. And uh, yeah. And then what else? What about the guy? Um, he's He was a lawyer for uh, telecommunications, the guy that took away free internet. It's still free oh, right now, yeah, but that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. before they start finding out ways to weasel it from us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, my company does not back that. So, <laughs> but yes, I know what you're saying. Um, until until their uh, board meeting, when they're like, "How can we make a little more no, money for the investors?" To his credit, to his and credit. Like, well, it's not us. We're doing it for the investors. That has our best in, our investors' to, best interests. To his credit, to his credit, our CEO of the company I work for by day. I won't tell you who the company is. Uh, hashtag Tom Rutledge is awesome. <laughs> um, he believes in giving people everything that they're paying for. So he believes in unlimited bandwidth. He believes in opening up you know, the internet to everybody. Um, Until he dies and someone takes over and Disney comes yeah. along and goes, hey, <laughs> oh. you know this Hulu business? <laughs> Let's hey, here's a couple uh mill. Let's uh you know, no they don't need Hulu anyway. So ideally in terms of what you were saying, you sorry. Know, no, no, it's not good. <laughs> How many people have been grounded at home, roughly speaking, generally? Ah, quite a few. I mean, quite I a few. Numbers a lot. But a billion all over the world? Oh, it has to be at least, at least yeah. You want me to At do a least, quick Google? I mean, I mean, if you think about it, travel has almost ceased around the world. We have we have whole planes with five people in there. Dude, I know I've seen <laughs> that. My cousin and his girlfriend were the only two people on a plane from uh, Washington D.C. Uh, to Cincinnati. Right? So I guess the question that I'm asking then then is this: Would it be ideal if our world population decreased quite drastically? Probably. Thus, Thanos. So that we can have bluer skies. Uh, so, uh, so we can look at this one of two ways. Which is the better way to go? To reduce the population or just be a greener population? We'll never be a greener population. Yes, thank no, you. We'll never, yeah. So essentially, yeah. I would say this is probably the best option. It they is the best option. Snap, yeah. So, but the best option. So, yes, did we have a coronavirus? But if we learn from this... And all of the world becomes greener because of this. You won't need to reduce the population because now we're, we are controlling all of the bad things that we were doing over the last several hundred years. So, I mean, if we learn from this, mm -hmm. we can become a better world. Mankind can actually move on and not just simply make the world a better place. Maybe as we move on and popularize other places like, say, Mars – um, then we become we, we create other worlds and other ecologies and other markets but, where it's still it, you create it from its inception you're creating a green environment. Who gets to decide that? I, I think and at one point does it not stop. So are we were we a better world without cars? I would say we're a better world with greener cars. Were we a better world? Well, don't worry. Because Trump took away that ban, so you could have you could make whatever gas guzzling vehicle you want. Because we can make paper, make that paper, GM. Again, we will burn this world to the ground to make a buck. And that's, some people feel like we were a better world without, um, you know, radiation coming through Wi-Fi. 
we were a better a better um, I don't know enough about it. But they were saying, so, remember they thought you did get tumors. Who, who gets to make those decisions and how far do we go? I, I, I feel like I, the only way this takes hold at all is if the politicians that dominate this age are thoroughly repudiated in light of their absolute failure to mitigate this. Like if if the Trumps and the Boris Johnsons and that dude in Hungary who just made himself dictator are the Roy <laughs> Bolsonaro and whatever, if those guys keep their power, we have learned nothing. The only way is if they are just laid low. Often it's only how we, we learn stuff is when the ideas that got us into trouble are just so thoroughly repudiated that it's obvious to everybody. We need to be at a point where people are talking about, like where people are calling on conservative talk radio shows in four years and talking about how stupid Trump was. If we don't get there, then we've learned nothing. I agree. Well, regardless of Trump, because I agree with your ideas that if, if we haven't learned, it, it, it's beyond Trump. Because Trump has what, been what, three years? Four years? Three years? Yeah, three it, years, we're getting there. I was, I was gonna say, from, I was gonna say a decade. But go it's ahead. beyond Trump. But let's say, I mean, because since COVID nineteen, have we stopped wars in the Middle East? Nope. Have we stopped? No. Uh, have we stopped indebting nations who need loans upon nope. interest upon interest upon interest? No. Have we stopped embargoing countries that are dying because of the virus because they can't get supplies? Nope. We. That's my point. Is that. COVID-19 for me seems like an excuse to seem to want to have a better ideal, but all the other things that have been bad for so long haven't stopped. Maybe it's time, and I keep saying this, maybe it's time for the people to step up because we are a democratic republic, correct? And I will argue that all day. I keep having people say, no, we're not a democratic. Yes, we are a democratic republic. Yeah, we're not a true democracy. We are both. We are not a democracy. We weren't founded as a democracy. Okay. I know. People don't. No. Don't look at me like I'm arguing <laughs> with you. I was just agreeing with you. I know. That's a little fun fact that we're not a true democracy, even though we're all like, democracy, democracy, yeah. democracy. We're, well, not we're not a true democracy. We elect officials to represent us. And yes. Then they vote. But that makes us a democratic republic. Yes. All right. So we elect. So quit acting like I'm arguing with you. We elect our officials. That's a democratic <laughs> process. Our officials represent us in the United states that makes us a republic okay so we are a democratic republic so it's time for the people to step up and hold their representatives mm. uh-huh accountable for their actions and make them speak up for us it doesn't happen we just pick teams as a united states humans and here's the thing i think we need to get rid of the two-party system mm, because nice. the two-party system is what's creating the problem because you have good guys and bad guys and it doesn't matter which side you're on the other side is the bad guy right yeah, yeah, yeah. if we got rid of the parties then you just simply elect the right person mm. and then now the right person is representing you and now the right initiatives are being pushed forward as a dem democratic yeah. republic but now you're talking about balance, right? And <laughs> yes. I'm not sure that balance has been a value in America for a long time, right? I understand. You know, we had McDonald's and Burger King. We had yeah. Pepsi versus uh, Coca-Cola. Coca we had, you, you know, it's it's but whatever. The trouble is, is 
Democrat, Republican. <sighs> I hear what you're saying. Sega, man. Nintendo, classic. I, <laughs> I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah. But that would overthrow the whole thing. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. But then would they? Yeah. But who's the conspiracy theorist now? <laughs> we it. used to have a much healthier relationship with partisanship. It used to be like a club where you got together to try to get common things done. And yes. we generally agreed to some extent on what things represented the common good. Like we didn't, we didn't debate whether it was good to kill lots of people. Like it was <laughs> a little but, more nuanced from that. But that, and, that was before. That was, but if, if you have super, super PACs giving money in my back pocket. Right. If I was a politician, I'd sell that, out so quick. That would make me think <laughs> a little bit differently if there's millions going in my wallet. Said the atheist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> This, oh my god! I would be like A N R A. What do you want me to say? Yeah. What are you? I'm, I love this. Dude, song. oh my god! I'd have, I'd have like my New York newborn baby. Like I'd have like a gun in their hand. Like this is their toy Glock. I like, I think all babies should own guns. Matter of fact, I'm gonna sign it in the law next week. And this baby should have guns. And this is why you need religious people. Hashtag babies should have guns. Well, dot com. This is why you need. Religious people who are smart and measured in their response. A big, a big trouble, and I think partisanship has been exasperated in such a negative direction. Is we have a lot of religious people who have just religious so people are usually the most objective. Bound. Yeah, we've we've um, they've become so tightly coupled. With Sarcasm. The party. <laughs> here's so here's my idea of and and. I'll let you guys slaughter me for this. All right. I'll let you guys slaughter me for this. Here's my idea of the perfect politician. Get it off your chest. All right. Let it out. JFK. Okay. He was a practicing and, and he had his he had his problems. He had his problems. I don't care. I take a swing. He was at not he was not perfect. Okay? Take a swing at her right now. She's been dead for 40 years. <laughs> but, but but he publicly he was a public Catholic religious figure. Mm. However, mm. however, he did he made sure that the the people came first mm. and he was able to separate his beliefs from the care of the people. They they did co good. they did coincide. They did coincide, but it, it was his it was his religious background that gave him the want and care of the people. So I can so. buy. I can buy. Let me take this a little bit further too. If we had a relig a figure who was obviously clearly religious, who became president, and will like talk constantly and actually walk the walk on saying, you know what, we've had a big issue with executives taking too much power. I am going to take steps in my presidency to limit the power of the presidency like they were actually self-sacrificing the way they didn't just look out for themselves but for the future beyond them if someone did that as a religious person it would influence the thought of so many religious people in this country that i think it could cause a big paradigm shift i agree again that's why i bring up jfk because he had that nice balance yes he was not a perfect person okay but he was a public catholic well-known Catholic. However, he led the people for the best sake of the people. He led a very well-balanced life. So go ahead, Gumby. Turn me apart. Yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> you know, 
all four of us that are here in the room, who would vote for JFK versus Trump now? Right now, right? I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Ironically, I bet all of us are for probably different reasons other than religion. Probably. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> throwing that out there. I think JFK had a broader understanding of the powers that influence the presidency versus a, a person, you know, in, in office these days. Hey, by the way, a JFK just died probably three days ago in her nephew and her son. Oh, wow. Another JFK. Mm. But that's just a conspiracy theorist. In me. <laughs> that if you have we a need JFK, to have the Gumby and Jews conspiracy hour. So, yeah, I mean, have, this kind of was. If you have a Kennedy last name, change your name, for goodness sake. <laughs> and live at least 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> right? So... On that note, of a on that tonight. on that note, we have some of these episodes coming up because they are huge topics in evangelical circles. So we have those topics coming up. Um, one of the ones I'm looking forward to, and I may have a guest for us for this episode. I'm trying to work on it right now. I may have a guest for us coming up for the whole Bilderberg and Illuminati episode. I'm not going to reveal who it is, but I may. We'll see if I can secure him. I may have a guest for us. Um, but until then, George, any last words? Um, 9-11 was – after tonight, I believe 9-11 was an inside job. <laughs> now he agrees. Now he agrees. <laughs> Gumby, any last words? Yeah, to guess this Canadian, it doesn't count. <laughs> Keith, anything? I've just been thinking uh, after this episode, I think George and I need to collaborate on a religion and video games episode. <laughs> <laughs> we have so money. much. We have so much going forward. <laughs> it, it, may, it reminds me of the times me and Juice like would go off on a like Marvel movie tangent, and everyone else would have just been looking at us weird. You know, we need to start <laughs> after every single Marvel or DC movie. We need to have an episode. We can, but that, that wouldn't be a Bible over bruise. That'd sure. Marvel over bruise. We can apply. We can apply some <laughs> theology to it. All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, make sure you check us out on everything social media. We're on everything except TikTok. Watch out for TikTok. <laughs> All right. We ran out of time, folks. <laughs> we can. You can catch us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Please pay us a visit on Patreon. We would love to see those funds coming in and helping us buy delicious Please. stuff like Masthead and this really great Maui Brewing Company. These are fantastic. You can also contribute to us on Anchor.fm, our wonderful sponsor. Until then, Godspeed. Have a great night. Peace. Peace out.